Welcome to the Council of Institutional Investors podcast on financial regulation. I'm Jeff Mahoney, General Counsel of CII. The purpose of these monthly podcast episodes is to update CII members and the general public on developments and related CII advocacy activities in connection with the administration's initiative to reform the U.S. financial regulatory system. This update covers a period from January 31st to February 26th. Let's start with Congress. On February 6th, Representative Greg Meeks of New York introduced a bill, H.R. 1018, the Improving Corporate Governance Through Diversity Act of 2019. The bill would amend the federal securities laws to require proxy statement disclosures regarding the diversity of board members and executive officers. CII issued a letter to Representative Meeks expressing our support for the bill, indicating that the bill could contribute to enhancing U.S. public company board consideration of diversity, generally consistent with CII's membership-approved policy on board diversity. U.S. Chamber of Commerce also supported the bill. On the same day, Senator Robert Menendez of New Jersey introduced a companion bill in the Senate S-360. That bill was co-sponsored by Senate Democratic presidential candidates Cory Booker of New Jersey and Kamala Harris of California. The House bill may be considered with other proposals to improve environmental, social, and governance disclosures at a March 26th legislative hearing of the Investor Protection, Entrepreneurship, and Capital Markets Subcommittee of the Committee on Financial Services, chaired by Carolyn Maloney of New York. In other congressional news, the Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs, chaired by Michael Crapo of Idaho, has scheduled a hearing for February 28th entitled Legislative Proposals on Capital Formation and Corporate Governance. Those scheduled to testify at the hearing are Ms. Catherine Mott, CEO of Blue Tree Capital and Blue Tree Angels, Mr. Thomas Quadman, Executive Vice President, U.S. Chamber, Center for Capital Markets Competitiveness, and Ms. Heather Slafkin-Corzo, Head of Capital Markets Policy at the AFL-CIO. The hearing is expected to include a discussion of more than two dozen House and Senate bills from the current and prior Congress. Three of those bills have been publicly supported by CII. Those bills include H.R. 624, the Promoting Transparent Standards for Corporate Insiders Act. That bill would require the Securities Exchange Commission to carry out a study of Rule 10b-5-1 trading plans. Section 2 of the bill sets forth a number of potential amendments to Rule 10b-5-1 that were derived from a 2012 CII rulemaking petition to the SEC and CII's membership-approved policies on stock sales that supports disclosure and board oversight of Rule 10b-5-1 plans. On January 28th, of this year, the bill passed the House of Representatives by a vote of 413 to 3. The second bill is H.R. 6322, the Enhancing Multi-Class Stock Disclosure Act. This bill amends the federal securities laws to require issuers with multi-class stock structures to make disclosures about the disparity between the voting and economic rights of directors, executives, and 5% holders of stock with superior voting rights. We view this bill as an important supplement to our ongoing efforts to amend existing stock exchange listing standards to require meaningful time-based sunsets on dual-class stock structures consistent with CII membership-approved policies on voting rights. Last Congress, H.R. 6322 was rolled into a much larger bill called the Jobs and Investor Confidence Act of 2018. 
That bill passed the House by a vote of 406 to 4 last July, but died in the Senate with the end of the last Congress. The third bill that we've publicly supported in the past and that may be discussed at the February 28th Senate Banking Committee hearing is S-536, the Cyber Security Act of 2017. That bill directs the SEC to issue rules that require issuers to disclose whether any member of its board has expertise or experience in cybersecurity, and if not, why one is not necessary. CII publicly supported the stated goal of the bill to promote transparency in the oversight of cybersecurity risks at public companies. The bill was introduced in March of 2017 by Senator Jack Reed of Rhode Island. Despite some bipartisan support for the bill, the bill was not marked up in the Banking Committee and died with the end of the last Congress. CII currently plans to submit a letter to the Banking Committee in connection with the February 28th hearing, reiterating our support for these three bills and also discussing our views on reforming the proxy process. With respect to our views on reforming the proxy process, on January 31st, we submitted a letter to the SEC as a follow-up to the SEC's November 15th roundtable on the proxy process. In our letter, we encouraged the SEC to take the lead on modernizing the proxy voting infrastructure, which we believe will likely require changes at a more fundamental level with respect to share ownership and clearance. Our letter proposes private permission blockchains as one technology that the SEC should consider in pursuing this fundamental change. We recognize that a fundamental change of the proxy process will take time and will require SEC rulemaking. In the interim, we believe the SEC should probably take two actions to improve the proxy system. First, the SEC should use its authority to mandate vote confirmation under Form 8K's existing requirements that issuers disclose accurate vote results. And second, the SEC should issue a final rule in connection with its 2016 Universal Proxy Proposal. Finally, our letter also discusses the regulation of shareholder proposals and proxy advisory firms. On shareholder proposals, our letter indicates that we do not believe any change is needed to Rule 14A8 and that any effort to change that rule will consume a significant amount of SEC time and resources that is better focused elsewhere. On proxy advisory firms, our letter indicates that SEC Staff Legal Bulletin Number 20, issued in 2014, already effectively requires investment advisors to ensure that the voting recommendations of proxy advisory firms are based on current and accurate information and to ensure that any conflicts of interest of the investment advisory firms are identified and addressed. CII does not believe that any additional regulation of proxy advisory firms are necessary or appropriate at this time. On February 6th, SEC Chairman Jay Clayton announced that SEC Commissioner Elad Roseman would be leading the Commission's efforts on improving the proxy system generally. At the request of Chairman Clayton, we met with Commissioner Roseman on February 12th to discuss our January 31st letter. Commissioner Roseman indicated general support for our approach to provide companies regulatory relief and other rules as needed to permit them to use blockchain or other technologies for tracking the ownership, clearance, and voting of their shares. In addition to our letter on proxy process, we sent two other letters to the SEC on January 31st. Those letters included a response to the SEC staff's solicitation of comments on how the European Union Markets in Financial Directives, or MIFID II, research provisions are affecting investors and others. 
Our letter, consistent with CII membership-approved policies for trading practices, reiterated our long-standing support for the unbundling of broker fees for investment research and trade execution in the U.S. market. Our third letter to the SEC on January 31st was in response to a no-action request by Johnson & Johnson to omit a shareholder proposal by Harvard Law Professor Hal Scott that requested J&J adopt a mandatory arbitration bylaw. Consistent with CI membership-approved policies on judicial form and our related prior public positions on mandatory arbitration, we requested that the SEC grant J&J's no-action request. We also recommended that if the SEC should decide to establish a change in policy regarding mandatory shareholder arbitration provisions in public company governing documents, that policy should be subject to public due process. On February 4th, I joined a group of interested parties, including CII members, to discuss this issue with Chairman Clayton and the director of the SEC's Division of Corporation Finance, William Hinman. On February 11th, Chairman Clayton issued a public statement indicating that the SEC decided to grant no-action relief to J&J to allow it to omit Mr. Scott's proposal from its proxy on the basis that the proposal would violate New Jersey state law. The statement also reiterated Chairman Clayton's view that any SEC policy decision on mandatory arbitration provisions in public company governing documents should be made by the full commission in a, quote, measure and deliberate manner, unquote. On February 11th, we issued a letter to the SEC in response to the New York Stock Exchange's proposed rule change to modify its listing standards for special purpose acquisition companies. As with prior letters, our letter does not oppose changing the listing standards for special purpose acquisition companies. Instead, our letter agreed with the view of the SEC that additional information about the basis for the proposed change would be helpful in determining whether the proposed listing standard changes for SPACs would benefit investors and the capital markets. Finally, on February 15th, we issued a letter to the SEC as a follow-up to the SEC's October Roundtable on Market Data and Market Access. Again, citing our membership-approved policies on trading practices, we requested that the SEC consider encouraging or requiring all the stock exchanges to publicly disclose their costs related to market data and connectivity. That completes my monthly financial regulation update. Any questions regarding this podcast, please feel free to contact me by email at jeff, J-E-F-F, at C-I-I dot O-R-G. Or give me a call at 202-822-0800. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Voice of Corporate Governance, brought to you by the Council of Institutional Investors. The Voice of Corporate Governance is a free, non-sponsored podcast that highlights critical developments in corporate governance and other important issues affecting institutional investors. The views expressed by those interviewed on the podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of CII or its members. For more information on CII and its policies on corporate governance, please visit our website at www.cii.org.